0: Hey onesies, Josh Williams here and thanks for checking out the one man podcast. There's now over 200 episodes and dozens of bonus interviews, all of which are available at Apple Podcasts, Spotify, YouTube, Google Podcasts, and many more. And you know what? If you don't have any of those apps, no big deal, because you can listen anytime at onemanpodcast.com. So be sure to subscribe, because it's always free, and there's a new episode out every Wednesday. And while you're at it, leave a review. It's a great way to help the podcast, and it doesn't cost you a thing. Follow One Man Podcast on all the major socials, and you'll get bonus content and pictures, fun stuff for yourself. And finally, if you have some something that you want read on the show send it to contact at one man because if you send it i'll read it on an upcoming episode thanks so much for listening and i hope you enjoy what's up everybody this is dj Demers. i'm k trevor wilson
1: hey it's krista
0: allen hi this is rick Mercer. what's
1: up guys this is paul verzi and you are listening to the one man podcast yeah, yeah.
0: My name is Josh Williams, and welcome to the One Man Podcast, episode number 283 for Wednesday, October 5th, 2022. How's it going, onesies? How is your lives? Right? That's a weird question. How is your lives? How are your lives? Uh, for those of you turning in the first time, One Man Podcast is, uh, you know, comedian, a human being, earthling, Josh Williams, myself, telling you what's going on with me personally, professionally, and uh, all sorts of other you know, whatever shit I feel like talking about, right. Whatever crosses my mind, either beforehand that I put on the notepad here or, uh, just in, in talking about something, sometimes my memory jogs and, uh, we go down some weird road, but regardless of whether it's your first time, uh, or if you're back after some time or, uh, if you've always been here, uh, thanks for being here. I appreciate you. And, uh, let's start talking about, uh. What's going on with me? So, um, this episode, I'm going to tell you guys just about the uh, the activation that I worked last week. Um, you know, as well as uh, I should I should add that you know comedian, uh, m- you know brand ambassador, uh, and Earthling, those things. But I did an activation. Um, I uh, I had a little bit of an injury. Yeah, uh, I've I've had a couple little uh, cheats on my medical program that I'm on. And, uh, yeah, and I'll tell you guys about a big activation network. So, okay. Uh, let's start with the fact that, um, I have been, uh, I have been liquidating my whiskey collection. For those of you who know me, you know, I'm a, I'm a whiskey guy. I enjoy whiskey. I haven't really, um, you know, I don't partake by myself. I'm not someone who sits around and, and just drinks, right? You're not supposed to drink alone anyways, theoretically. Oh, here's the first yawn. It's uh, it's the morning on Wednesday. Usually I would like to record these, you know, Tuesday afternoon, but I was, uh, was super busy yesterday and, um, and by the time I was like, okay, it's, it's, you know, nine o'clock at night, I may as well record the podcast. I'm like, you know what? I'm exhausted. I'm going to be yawning through the whole thing. So I said, I'll do it in the morning when I'm fresh, but first yawn comes in under five minutes. All right. If you're keeping score. So, um, I'm a whiskey guy. Don't drink alone. And now that I'm doing this medical program where I can't really like, I'm not supposed to eat you know, or drink alcohol does have sugar guys. Whether you think, uh, you know, vodka soda is like, Oh, it's, it's no calories cause it's no, Hey, there's still sugar alcohol, you know, in and of itself is sugar. So, um, you know, and if I'm wrong, correct me, contact the one man podcast.com, send in your corrections. But, uh, but, but alcohol has, has sugar. It's just what it is guys. Um, so, uh, I, I, yeah, there's something, um, you know, something I got a while back and I'll tell you guys more about it when it's like, you know, out there, but it's a surprise for So I'm not going to tell you guys makes it public information, but, uh, but I bought something, um, and, uh, I needs to pay for it. And I, uh, this thing is more important to me than, uh, than the whiskey collection. So I'm liquidating the, the whiskey collection, uh, in order to make, uh, you know, financial space for this other thing. So I, uh, I took my entire collection and I threw it up on a Facebook post and I assumed it would be blocked. Because I know there's like rules where you can't, you're not allowed to sell alcohol online or something like that. I don't know. But I just, I posted my collection. I said, Hey guys, it's for sale. I had a bunch of people reach out. Um, almost all of the best stuff. Eh, That's not even true. I'm looking at a shelf full of like Buffalo trace distillery stuff. The 1792, the Weller, the Eagle rare, the EH Taylor, they're all still here. Um, but all my, all my Lafroys are gone. My absolute favorites. Uh, every single bottle is gone. (laughs) <laughs> um, but, uh, also the bottles that I brought back from Scotland, 2020, uh, I, I, there was episodes where I was talking about these two magical bottles. I got one from Lagavulin and one from Laphroaig. And, uh, well, I say they're gone, Jesus, us with the yawning. Um, I say they're gone, but they're actually, uh, sitting in bags here, awaiting payment, uh, from, uh, my good buddy, Ryan, right. Who, who shared the tour with us, uh, back in the fall, so, uh, Ryan is like, you know, his, uh, his mother-in-law is a big, uh, big Scotch person apparently. And he's looking to earn favor by buying super sweet gifts. And, uh, I gotta tell you, uh, distillery exclusives from two of my favorite distilleries. Uh, you know, it doesn't get much, much nicer, uh, a whiskey gift than that. So they will be rehomed. Sadly, I thought, uh, maybe I'd hang on to them for like a, a really special occasion or something like that. But, um, for now the money is more important anyways if any of you wonderful uh, listeners friends of mine uh, are interested in any uh, potentially hard to find bottles give me a give me a little uh, message there what is it for the second time this episode contact the podcast.com uh, and just let me know what you're interested in um, or just go on my Facebook page and take a look right you guys know my name I said it off at the beginning of the show um yeah I had I had one person actually pick up like fifteen hundred dollars worth she bought all all of my Lafroigs that I had available and, uh, some of my, my fancy Japanese ones that are a little hard to get your hands on. Uh, what else? She bought the beautiful spot series, the uh, Irish whiskey spot series, green spot, yellow spot, and red spot. Um, you know, some of those are very, very difficult to find. So, um, her collection just got a lot better. Uh, my finances just got a little easier. So anyways, guys, it's, uh. My, my once mighty collection of whiskey is, uh, at this point, it's about half the size as it once was, but it's been a good week. Uh, you know, got the finances of flowing. I've also still got my Ardbeg too, which I'm very happy about. Ardbeg 10, N-O, ha Booyahaha. That's some good stuff. Maybe those will be my, my special edition whiskeys. I've also got my Glenn Grant 19 still a little Colila 15, right? and a McAllen 15. I, mean, I got some good whiskeys left. I got some good squatches the, yeah. um, but yeah, and I'm about, uh, I'd say mm, maybe two to three grand away from my goal. I've already raised more than half of what I want to with the sale of my stuff. But of course, like I said, the, the real come hither bottles, you know, they're all gone. Okay. This isn't going to work for me. I can't, can't keep yawning. Can't keep yawning again, under 10 minutes into the episode yawning. Uh, so I got a, I got a coffee in me. I've had breakfast. Um, so what's going on, Josh? All right. Um, these shakes that I'm doing. All right. I've, I've definitely, uh, cheated. Um, but the whole idea is to stay in ketosis. I bought these keto strips. I've been peeing on them. I, I see that my body is still in ketosis in terms of the ketones. It's like moderate ketosis. Either way, I haven't completely fallen off the wagon. Um, I'm being a good bitch. Okay. I'm, I'm going, I'm looking for You know, uh, uh, keto alternatives. My voice sounds weird because I'm fucking holding back yawns. Um, the, the, I, I, okay. So I did a keto breakfast the other day at, uh, farm boy. I was dropping a buddy off at the airport, driving back, feeling super hungry. I'm like, I can go through McDonald's and I know I can order like an egg McMuffin and just ditch the, the, the English muffin and eat the egg, the cheese and the meat. And that's keto right? But it's like, it always feels like it's covered in grease. So I'm like, "Eh, what kind of oil or whatever? Then it's not like they're putting fresh butter down on the griddle. Like It's McDonald's. They probably spray a clear liquid on that's made out of, you know, all sorts of toxic chemicals. But um, I'm like, you know what? I know that farm boy does little breakfasts. uh, And I'm I'm fairly certain I've seen them do a keto breakfast, which is basically just scrambled eggs, bacon, and sausage, right? Meats, fats, no carbs. So I picked up one of those, had that, I got about halfway through it and I was stuffed because again, part of just drinking shakes is that your stomach's shrinking. Uh, The one on the inside, the one on the outside shrinking much lower, but uh, (laughs) the one on the inside shrinking quite a bit. Um, I got about halfway through that and then I slowly over the course of the drive home, like picked out the rest of it and finished it. Um, Another thing I did was I got uh, keto uh, pizza. Uh, Crystal and I, we ordered a keto pizza from, uh, Gabriel's pizza and now, okay. So I don't know if I told you guys this last week, I believe it happened for fuck's sakes. Uh, (laughs) that's the episode mad at yawning episode number two eighty-three. Um, I got, uh, I don't think I would have yawned this much last night. If I'm, if I'm being totally honest, I don't know why, you know, I haven't yawned like this this morning until I sit down and I guess it's something to do with talking nonstop or what have you. But, uh. You know what I've heard yawning is I've heard yawning is your brain cooling itself off. Cause you're like, what, what is happening from this? There's no reason to like visually communicate fatigue, but my buddy was like, yeah, apparently I yawned like, oh, like all the air coming out of your mouth, something to do with cooling your brain off. So maybe I can't think this morning, who knows, but, um, I tried a keto pizza from Milano's a few weeks ago. And uh, like a little small personal one there and their, their, their crust is supposed to be like, I think they said like, it was like, oh, it's uh, um, almond flour or whatever it is. And I'm like, okay, almonds are, are protein. They're not, they're not uh, carbs. So that could work. I've had buns. I did a, an activation years ago for a company called Unbun, U-N-B-U-N, Unbun. And it was like a uh, keto buns made out of uh, almond flour, but they were like 12 bucks for four buns now they were good and if you're somebody who hasn't had bread or something like that in a long time like yeah i'd pay three bucks for that was the one thing i was finding with everything keto everything suggested every place is like you know (coughs) excuse me you can have this but but just don't get the bun you can have this just don't get the bun just this don't get the bread and it's it's funny when you're like offered something like i um I had, uh, like McDonald's the other day, like a, a big Mac with no Mac sauce. Cause there's sugar in it. So it was like big Mac, lettuce, pickles, mustard, mayo. And then, yeah, in a, in a, like, I guess the pancake container, you know, had that cut it all up and it was good, but you're still kind of like cutting everything up. It's just like a mess of stuff. And you're just sort of eating it. It's like, a, it's like a hamburger salad. And, uh, and then I tried to, uh, you know, the McDoubles doubles other day Cause it was like 10 bucks for a big Mac. And I was like, wow, I can, you know, for the same amount of meat and patties and lettuce and shit, I'm like, I can do two, $3 for a McDouble. And I tried that the other day, except instead of putting in a big thing that I could cut it up and move it around and they just put, they literally put it in a little, you know, paper thing, uh, with no button. So it was like, okay, so all the ingredients, like in terms of like the pickles and the mayo, whatever, were between the two little patties. And it's like, I can't eat it like that. Um, so it's, but I've been good in staying in, in, keto. Um, but I tried, uh, like I said, I tried the, the almond, uh, almond flour pizza from Lano's and it was good. It was good. If I, I mean, the calories would have been over what I'm allowed. However, stay in ketosis and still wonder, uh, well under my daily allotment of calories. Um, I tried another keto pizza this, this week that just passed from Gabriel's pizza and they, they used like a cauliflower crust. Um, you know, they're like, but they kept calling it their gluten-free one. Cause it's cauliflower crust, crust, gluten-free. And I'm like, yeah, but you can be gluten-free and still use like rice flour and rice flour has carbs. It doesn't have gluten, but it has carbs. But I was checking on the web and whatever. And they were saying like, oh, cauliflower crusts are great because they, you know, um, they're great for keto diet, whatever. So I was like, all right, fuck it. Let's give this cauliflower crust a try. Delicious. Absolutely delicious. It tasted like bread. Uh, neither of the other two were, were, you know, like pizza crust, you know, you it worked. The one I got from Costco, awful. The one I got from Milano's was good. I'm like, oh, this is so much better than the other one. It was twenty dollars for a little personal pizza. But, uh, it was good. And for someone who hadn't eaten pizza in a while, I was like, Oh, thank God. This is so tasty and not shitty at all. Um, and then the Gabriel's one was out of this world. It was like eating regular pizza again. Um, phenomenal. And still, like I said, my body's still in ketosis. Uh, the numbers are still coming off the scale. However, I'm noticed, I'm, I'm noticing that I've replaced about one of the shakes every day with food. And, um, another thing I got, went to Costco the other day and I was like, fuck, I wonder if they have any like keto bread in the, the bread section. And I found keto wraps guys, fucking game changer. I'm like, I need, I'm like, I gotta, I gotta stay with what I'm allowed. I'm allowed. I was thinking about how Costco used to have this chicken salad stuff, right? It was basically just chicken, celery, and mayo mixed together, all totally fine on the keto diet. So I was like, Oh, I'll just get some of that and like have a few forkfuls or whatever. When I'm hungry, I'm still staying keto, but I'm, I'm actually being able to eat food and satiate myself or whatever. So, uh, I did that. And then when I found these wraps, I'm like, oh my God, the chicken in these keto wraps, bang, bang. I'm good. I'm like, if I want to make eggs, crush them up and stick them in a wrap. Like I've got these keto wraps. I'm like, that's so awesome to, to just something to hold. You don't re- realize how, like how essential bread is. It's not like you need it with every meal, but like, just to be able to like hold together the stuff you're trying to eat. So to have these keto wraps is a, uh, is a big help. I'm very, very happy about that. I'm going to try to be uh, strict. I'm leaving for Toronto. Um, you know, in six days. And I want to, I want to stay on the stuff the entire time I'm in Toronto, like the shakes. I don't want to do any cheats at all. I want to like dial myself in mentally focused, you know, go from there. So I'm really looking forward to, you know, reining it back in um, I got to cheat a little bit, but I have noticed that the numbers on the scale have started to slow. And probably because when I'm having like the, the keto wraps and the chicken, um, I can't measure the calories. It's not like pounding the shake. It's like, oh, 225. And with the eggs and stuff, it was like, okay, each egg's 50 calories. Like it's easy to keep account of what you're doing. Um, but, uh, but I've noticed that the numbers have started to slow on the scale. And, uh, and that's probably just due to the cheat stuff. So as much as I'm not, you know, I haven't lost the ketosis part and I'm being very, very cautious and mindful of what I'm buying, you know, um, like literally I just listed all the cheats that I've done, you know, the big Mac, the keto pizzas, the, the chicken salad stuff. And the, the, oh, and I bought these keto chips as well, made with almond flour, $10 for a bag. And they're wildly, I don't want to say unsatisfying, but they're, they're not chips. It's like this, this almond flour, tortilla cheese chips. It's like the world's saddest Doritos. But again, if you haven't eaten food or chips or anything like that, like it was, it was nice to be able to have something. So I think I might actually even take the bag back just because I'm, I'm noticing that like, you know, before bed, I might like reach over and have five to 10 chips, which is totally fine. The serving size is 25 chips, but it's just. Like, it's, it's just that, that going back to just snacking, you know, I was going to last night and I was like, no, 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 it's, it's bedtime. Let's just go to bed. And I was good about it. But this morning I did get up. I, I had the last of the chicken salad stuff and, uh, and, and, you know, maybe maybe 10, 15 of those chips. So it was like, Ooh, that's, that's probably half your day's calories on the shakes. So I'm going to do the other three shakes, get those nutrients. And then it's, you know, I think I'm, I've, called it quits. I finished the, the chicken salad. So that was the, one of the weirdest things too, is I'm like, I want to go back on, on strictly just the shakes, but it's just like knowing that's in there. I'm like, eh, it's only good for like five, six days, you know? So it's like, I'll, I'll take it and I'll, I'll, I'll use it. I don't want to waste it. And it's like, what are you, what are you doing, man? Anyways, um, So there's that, Um, but yeah, so I'm just letting you guys know some cheats. I'll let you know next week. If I cheat again, I hope, I hope not to, I hope I will not, I will not cheat you guys except for today. Today counts. Um, What else? Getting ready for my, uh, for my event. All right. Tuesday morning, sorry, Tuesday morning, Thursday morning, I had to pick up a, a, a rental, you know, sprinter van and I had a tough time. Um, had a tough time getting the van. And I was having a tough time with uh, with this team just in terms of like, hey, what do you guys need for me? Where am I going? What am I picking up? So like I got my stuff organized on my end. but it was still like, okay, it's gonna be day of where we tell you where we're where you're going. and this not and I'm just like, man, this is such a such a dog and pony show in terms of like getting things ready, I mean, I'm not disparaging again, this, this treat accessibly event was like for kids with disabilities, they turn a street in a neighborhood into a a safe place for them to trick or treat. Right. And everyone's included and yada, yada. I'm like, oh, it sounds great. It was a great, um, idea, a great initiative, very poor execution. Um, so for myself, all right, I'm like, I'm like Thursday morning, I got to pick up a truck. I got to drive out to the middle of nowhere, pick up a bunch of city barricades drive them to a, a a residential person's, you know, garage. Then I got to drive back across the city to pick up tents, drive back across the city to drop them off, then drive back across the city to drop off the, the rental truck. Like it it couldn't have been more inconvenient the way everything worked out. Um, not the rental company's fault. In fact, like, Hey, look, we've got one truck at, at the farthest location possible. Do you want it? Uh, Of course got no choice. Um, I just wish this event that, you know, knew like weeks in advance, that they were putting on this event had, had gone to the trouble of getting a permit. You know, they're like, oh, we just found out that when we get a permit, we have to block the streets off. I'm like, didn't you, haven't you done these in your city for a few years? Like it's in the same province. It's still the same laws. You have to block off a street. If you're going to reserve a street and and block it off, you need barricades and you need someone manning the barricades. Anyways, I'm coming home uh, Wednesday night. All right. Uh, going over to Crystal's. Um, I brought a bunch of those green press drinks. I was telling you guys about last week, I saved a bunch for her. Um, you know, I got some beet juice, some green stuff and some watermelon stuff and some, some, you know, Island, fla- like all these great flavors. I've, I took care of them all week until I saw her. And I also had to pick up like the costumes, um, for the event. So that day I had picked up the costumes and I'm bringing them to her place so she can try on. There was like basically two different people that were her size and two different costumes. She was interested in the person who the other person, her size who ordered the costume um, requested costumes. I couldn't get my hands on. So I just bought the two that crystal one. And I'm like, honey, you go ahead and try them on whichever one you like better. You wear that. I'll give the other one to the other person. Easy peasy. Um, the two costumes were Maleficent and Sally from a nightmare before Christmas. So crystal opted to take the Sally one, but that's a later part of the story. Um, I'm coming into her house. I got my, I got one hand that's filled with glass bottles of juices. I got the other hands filled with like costumes. Cause I was going to wear a costume as well. Um, so I got my costumes on the one hand, this and that you know, a couple other bags here and there of other shit that I'm bringing in. Um, my, my shaker cup with my stupid shake for the evening. And, as I'm walking, my left ankle blows out. I don't know if I stepped on something weird, but it blows out and I'm I'm now one one way ticket to the ground. Because of like my arms are full, my arm my arm on the right side flails with stuff in it, and what I did was I basically like like swung the glass bottles into the ground, shattering them on the way to the ground. So I'm still falling. So basically I smashed these glasses on the ground or the bottles on the ground and then I landed on them with my right arm. So like my ankle's screaming at me, my pain in my ankle is so fucking bad. I'm just like, ah, oh my God, fuck. Ah, like I'm trying to stand up. I can't stand up. I, I go to push my arms, like to pick myself up off the ground. And my right arm is covered in, in red. It's also night and there's no light on me right here. So it's just, I just see all this dark liquid on my arm. And I figured, oh, my arm's covered in that fucking beet juice. Okay. And I go to stand up and I wipe my arm clear of all the beet juice and I see the hole in my arm and then immediately just covers with blood again. And I was like, oh fuck. Like, I'm like, oh, I gotta, like I'm bleeding out. Like I I look and I see that I'm actually gushing blood. Um, but I can't stand up. I just blew out my fucking ankle. Right, I've got I've got all this smashed. I'm am also soaked with juice because I fell in a giant ten bottles of juice all smashed. Oh guys, a hundred dollars worth of juice. Thank God I didn't pay for it. Thank God it was it was just promo stuff. But it's still, it was still a hundred dollars worth of juice. I was really looking forward to giving my family. Um, But smash that, and now that juice is punctured my arm. Um, I got cuts all over my hands and stuff, but they were just cuts. Cuts are fine. I actually was st- st- stabbed in the arm. So I have this hole. I've never had a, a hole like that before. And so I'm like, I'm like, I'm trying to limp to the door, but I can't even stand up. I'm so weak. And I've also got all this others, like hundreds of dollars of costumes and other shit too. And I'm trying to stand up. I'm like, oh, fuck, fuck. So I reach in my pocket and I call Crystal. I'm like, you know, around the corner from our, our condo door. And I'm like, I'm like, honey, you got to come out? Please bring a towel or whatever. Like, like come out. Um, I, I, I fell. I hurt myself. I'm bleeding. And she knows I was at a Halloween store. So she comes out. And I'm like, I'm trying to like hobble, but I can't like, it's like, I, I, I'm in shock. Basically my ankle hurts. My right knee hurts. Cause I fell on that. My left wrist hurts and my right arm is, is slashed and stabbed and bleeding out. So I'm like, I'm fucking like trying to, to get my bearings. Like I can't limp to the door. I can't stand up. I'm trying to limp to the door as fast as I can. I turn around and I've got a fucking pile of stuff. I can't just leave in the parking lot because someone can take it or whatever. So I'm like, I'm like hobbling back to the fucking stuff. But I'm like, I'm like, honey, come please as fast as you can. Like, and then I'm like, I'm like, I can't, I I gotta get, I gotta get inside. Like I can't just be bleeding out here outside. So I'm like hobbling to the door and she sees my arm covered in blood and she's like, oh yeah. And I was like, it's not a trick, honey. It's not a fucking Halloween store prank. I'm like, like showing her my arm, it's bleeding. I'm like, wipe it away again. It just bleeds instantly. She's like, oh my God. I'm like, okay, yeah, it's not a trick on. So I'm like, I'm like, we got to get all the stuff. And she's like, she's like, no, get inside. So get inside. Crystal puts a ton of pressure. It was like, like, again, we put like wads of paper towel on it and they all just immediately flood with red. Um, We got the bleeding to stop. Uh, thanks to Michaela and her friend who, uh, who was over. They went outside and grabbed all the shit and brought it back in. Like the costume bag was covered in blood. Um, I was wearing pants and, and, and like may as well be white, you know, van shoes, um, covered in blood, covered in blood. Um, I actually managed, I spent some time this week, sat down and fucking scrubbed all the scrubbed all the fucking blood out with this like stuff supposed to like clean your shoes afterwards if you get dirt and stuff on them but uh, i gotta say like it 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 took enough blood out of them to make it so that i could wear them again someone have to look and go oh you got like a little drop of something on on your shoe you know it's faint but it's like like that brownish yellow washed out blood color um but again they're still wearable they're not like just like a fucking crime scene like they were so crystal gets the bleeding to stop puts a bandage over it She's like, yeah, I'm like, do I need stitches? She's like, you definitely need stitches. But she was cool about like, not panicking or anything like that. She kept it cool for me. And, uh, she drove me to the hospital. I, I. Went to the, like, you know, I told them at the hospital, you know, how long is it going to be? They're like, we can't give estimate times. I'm like, okay, well we have kids at home. Should my, my wife stay here with me for like an hour or two, or should she go home? Cause I'm not leaving for a while. She's like, yeah, you should probably go home to the kids. So, um, Crystal and I like walked back to my house, it's like two blocks away from the hospital. Um, I took off all my bloody shit or whatever changed and went back to the hospital. She went home. Um, and hmm, abbreviated version, long version, but how many, uh, we're 25 minutes into the episode. So, um, basically I go back to the hospital, I sit down and I'm, I, I even asked one of the nurses at the, the, the other, like, um, the end of the other end of the hall, right? You go into triage emerge and they're like, all right, what's wrong? Sit here. Okay. Let's, let's, you know, intake you. And then you sit down, you wait till you, for your name to be called to go down to like urgent care or whatever. And. I asked the girl, the, the nice nurse at urgent care. If I had the time to go home, I said, it might be 20 minutes, but I live two blocks away. I just want to, I'm just covered in blood and juice and sticky and wet and bloody. Can I just humanize myself? So I'm not just sitting uncomfortable for God knows how long she's like, absolutely. You should be fine. You know, it's, it's a much longer wait. So once I get back and I'm sitting there, um, it's funny because my left wrist My right knee, my ankle and the cuts on my hand, my right hand hurt more than the actual like stab wound in my arm. Um, it's just odd to me, but I'm sitting there and I'm waiting and you know, the odd person's getting called every now and again, but these people keep coming in and I'm sitting like at a chair that's maybe five feet from the window where people are coming in and explaining what's going on to the, the, the intake person and, uh, one woman comes in with her husband. Oh my God, I've got a bloody nose. It's been an hour and it won't stop. Um, and I'm sitting here going like, Jesus, you know, like, all right. She's being very, very dramatic about it. Um, and, uh, they sit her down and then like five minutes later, she gets called to the back and I'm like, okay. Cause I told them when they took me in, I go, I I've st- stabbed myself in the arm and I'm bleeding. Like I need stitches. You know, my girlfriend was like, yeah, without hesitation, he's going to need st- stitches. Uh, it's a hole. It's not a, it's not a cut. It's a hole in his arm. And um, the woman's like, you know, on a scale from one to ten, how bad's the pain? I go ten. It's not. I go ten. I've I've I said to her, I've, I've heard if I say anything less than a ten, I'm going to be waiting here forever. And she's like, oh, it really doesn't make a difference. Just we're just wondering how how you're doing with pain. I go, well, realistically, right now, like I'm I'm a three. You know, I, if, if I'm being honest, I'm a three. It doesn't hurt that bad, but I just I know I need stitches you know i and i have lost a reasonable amount of blood i said i'm also on a medical program that has made like 900 calories a day you know no food and i'm working my ass off like i've got you know to care so this is the night before i have to go you know at 7am to pick up all the city stuff so i've lost a lot of blood and now i'm going to lose a lot of sleep waiting you know what i mean instead of going inside to bed i'm now going side smash bleed 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 right so Um, I, she's like, it doesn't make a difference. Like, well then three, I go, but I, I I would like to see a doctor sooner rather than later. I, I I do need to work early in the morning. I go, I'm not more important than anybody else. It's not an ego thing. It's just, I, 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 I have, I have no replacement for what I need to do tomorrow and it has to start at 7am. So I go, if just, if, if you guys could just stitch me up, get me out of here, I'd be super grateful. She's like, yeah, unfortunately it's a bit of a wait, but, but we'll get you in as soon as possible. So anyways, I'm, as I'm sitting there, it's like, I got a bloody nose and hasn't stopped Um, that person got moved forward to the line. I saw an elderly woman come in and say, Oh, I've I've got a pain in my foot and I don't know what it is. I I really can't tell. Um, she sat down for 10, 15 minutes and then they moved her to the back. Um, I'm sitting there with a hole in my arm that's still bleeding. I'm fine to wait. Um, now don't get me wrong guys. I get that there's different, like, like someone felt the need to explain to me that there's different levels of priority and people who need more urgent care get jumped the line yeah, I'm not fucking stupid. A guy comes in and goes, one guy actually came in. He goes, I've got a lot of pain in my chest. Um, it feels really tight. Um, I'm getting shortness of breath. Yeah. He might be having a heart attack. Get him the fuck in there. Save his life. I have a bloody nose that won't stop. Yeah. I got a bloody arm that won't stop. I've been here two hours longer than you get in the fucking line. You know what I mean? Uh, my foot really hurts. Like fuck you. I, I, I don't know I, I don't know what a hurt foot is indicative of that's more urgent than I've got a hole that's bleeding in my arm, right? Your nostrils bleeding, my fucking forearm nostrils bleeding. Oh, you're not supposed to have one of those? Cool. That's the one you fix first. Um, anyways, I was I was I was pissed because I'm like, this is so stupid. I'm already got hours to wait, and they keep letting other people in with seemingly lesser things, right, that are that are they're deeming first. So um, I went to the back thing and I said, Hey guys, look, did I make a mistake? I go, I go, All due respect whatever. Did I make a mistake by not saying that my thing was a 10? And one of the women's like, yeah, it's always a 10. You got to say it's 10. And I was like, I was like, okay, well, can I, can I adjust my statement to a 10, please? I go, because I go, I'm not trying to be a dick. I get it. Some people might be having heart attacks, whatever. They got to jump the line. Totally get that. Um, but I've had three people ahead of me. One had a hurt foot. One of them had a bloody nose and the other one had something else. And this other bitch. And she was a bitch. She was an absolute fucking bitch. Turns around from like a desk. Back. Um, you don't know what the the bloody nose is. You don't know what the pain in the foot might be indicative of. Uh, they could have a much serious. Uh, I said, oh, I'm so sorry, doctor. I didn't realize you'd already given them a full evaluation when you moved them out of line. I'm not a doctor. I'm a nurse. Great. That's my point. You guys are the ones deciding who needs to be moved forward. And somebody with a hurt foot and somebody with a bloody nose, you deem more important than somebody who's got a hole in their arm. You know what I mean? You know, like I'm not trying to be an asshole. They can wait. All right. Unless she's passing out out of, from loss of blood, I can guarantee you I've lost more blood than that woman has tonight. You know what I mean? Like you guys should have seen it. I've never bled like that in my life. I've cut myself a million times. I've hurt myself. I've had fucking bloody noses that lasted an hour. This was like, I can't even tell you how quickly I'm talking like swipe my arm clean of blood so I can see the skin. And then instantly within a second, just whoosh, like almost like you were running your arm under a a, a tap, but it was blood coming out of the tap. Like that's how quickly encoded my arm was with blood. So I'm just like, I'm blown away. And this woman's like, those people can't wait. You can wait. And I'm like, I want to choke this bitch. Um, she was so rude that the other woman who had allowed me to go home, I went back out to the room to just sit patiently. I heard the the nurses start to say, it's going to be about a six to eight hour wait to people who were coming in. And at this point I'd already been there for like three hours. So we're going from like eight o'clock to now, you know, 11 and I'm hearing six to eight hours. I'm like, great. I'm going to get out of here at three o'clock in the morning, have almost no time to sleep. Um, I finally got moved probably around two o'clock in the morning to the back waiting room, uh, which is where, you know, they, they call you into urgent care. Um, but here's the thing. When I, when I went back to the front to continue waiting, um, The nice nurse who had let me go home came out to the front to talk to me. She's like, listen, I'm really sorry about uh, my colleague. So even she recognized how rude that person was. And to the point where she didn't like come out from behind a desk, like she came from behind their section, you know, in a completely different room came out from there, walked all the way down to the hall, back to triage to find me and apologize for that person. The way that they talked to me, she goes, listen, you're, there's only one person ahead of you. You will be called back here soon. Um, just, she was being a little, little crass. Like sometimes some things are more important. I go, and I told "Listen, I go, I totally get it. I get it. If you're having a heart attack or you got chest pains or you've been shot or something like, I get it. I totally get it. You know, if you're going to die, you know, g- jump the line. I go, but a, but a hurt foot, a bloody nose and somebody else had come into with something saying that they had like pain in their shoulder and they got jumped the line. And it was just like, I, I like, and the funny thing is they were all like seniors. Now part of you and myself, we go, well, they're old, you know, like they're, they're, they're a little more fragile. Fine. But again, what do you, where are you going? You got no choice, sit and wait. You're also senior. You're very likely retired, right? So you can wait all night and then go home and sleep all day. Whereas like myself working, I have to go to work. I've expressed, that. I go, I have to work first thing in the morning. Every minute I'm here longer jeopardizes a very costly day. And I go, and it's for, a. Uh, I said, it's even for a charitable organizations like event. Like I'm not going to work, you know, not to disparage anybody's jobs, but I'm not, I'm like, I'm not going to mop up. I'm not going to fucking be a sandwich artist. I'm not going to, you know. I don't know what you think I'm doing tomorrow. I'm like, I'm like, I'm the only guy who can get this done or an entire charitable event doesn't happen this weekend. You know, nobody cares. And you think, well, they're, they're helping the elderly. Well, a firefighter, once I got moved to the back, I saw a firefighter who I saw come in four hours after I'd been there with a limp because his knee hurt. (laughs) He hurt his knee on the job. They moved him to the back ahead of me. So he came in there like right right around the time that I did. So he got 4 hours jumped line just to be back there. Then he moved in front of everybody else, got to see a doctor like, "Yeah, so we did an x-ray." <clears throat> Excuse me, we did an x-ray for you. And it just looks like it's a sprain, so I would say like take it off, take it easy for a little while. You know, here's an office of a sports medicine uh place they might be able to help you. It just, it was funny that like everyone who was getting seen there, like, yeah, it turns out it's nothing. We did the blood work. You're, you're fine. Um, if you find that you're short and spread, like everyone was basically being told, Hey, like if you feel this again, you know, make an appointment with your family doctor. Like nobody needed anything from a doctor except to be told to go see your doctor. These were all the people that were jumped ahead of line before me. Follow up with your doctor. Um, have them, have them monitor it. You know, if you have any issues, call their office. Nobody was being done either. Meanwhile, I'm like, I know I need stitches. I can't leave here with words, which is what everyone else. I guys, I was so fucking mad. So fucking. look at this 10 minutes already. Um, I was so fucking mad that they just kept pushing people in front of me and then did nothing for them. They weren't like, Hey, we gave you this thing. Uh, you know, here's a treatment. We're going to send you to have this. Like, like nobody was actually getting any work done. It was just being told, Oh, well, whatever happened that scared you. You know, call your doctor if it happens again, but you seem fine now. Like if I had a fucking nickel for every time I heard you seem fine now, everything seems fine now. Right. They didn't move me into a a private room until 4 a.m. So at this point I've already been there for eight fucking hours. Um, and then by five o'clock in the morning, a doctor comes in one who I hadn't seen walking around the hallways. He comes in right away. Hey, so you got a hold on. Yeah. Takes, takes the, the tensor bandage off and then takes the, the dressing that crystal did. He goes, Oh, they dressed it really well. Um, and I was like, yeah, like, I didn't even want to look at it. Cause crystals like your, your tissues popping out of the hole, like, like the fat and stuff like that is poking out of the hole. So I'm like, yeah, I just don't want to see that shit. So I just told him, I go, look, I don't want to look at it. I'm going to leave you alone. Do what you got to do. And he's like, yep, yeah, no problem. He goes, a lot of people don't want to, don't want to see it. I was like, that's fine. So, uh, he was in the room for maybe five minutes, came in, looked at it, fired in some, some numbing agent around it, started, started stitching me up, said, yeah, you you know, you can go to a walk-in clinic or come back here, but I would definitely suggest a walk-in clinic, uh, within a week uh, just to have the stitches removed. And yeah, he's like, um, he goes, I would say, leave the bandage on for, you know, the day, but then tomorrow you're good to. You know, uh, and he's saying tomorrow, cause it's five o'clock in the morning. It is now Thursday. Um, you know, and, uh, he's like, yeah, you know, tomorrow you can, you can let it air breathe or whatever, but I would, I would leave it, you know, um, what was it? Yeah. Like I'm looking at it right now. It's just abandoned, big, big bruise all the way around it. But, uh, he's like, yeah, just, um, what would he say? Yeah. Get, 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 get a professional take it out. He goes, if it starts pussing or whatever, come back and see but you want you know I said well can I can I take the stitches out myself and he goes well I'm not supposed to say this but whoever dressed this wound like you can ask them to take them out if you want but um he goes just the reason you want to go to doctor whatever is if it looks infected or something like that they can uh, they can let you know and i was like all right Um, one of them came out, well, came out. I took it out yesterday and noticed, like, the wound was looking pretty good. And I'm like, all right, well, now there's holes that I'm sure are trying to heal, but they can't because there's stitches in the way. So I cut out the middle one and then I looked, then it looked to me, I don't know if I was just being paranoid, but it looked to me as if the middle section of it, um, was starting to pull apart. Like, not open apart, but just more stress on the, the, the area than if I hadn't, I suppose. But, uh, anyways, um, yeah, I, uh, I, I went home five, five thirty in the morning. I got home, slept for like maybe two hours and then went to, to work a super long day. And that, that was just the worst of it for that to start. Right. I'm like, I need to be carrying barricades all day. I've lost a lot of blood and my arms are now weak. I got a bad wrist on one side. I got a cut up hand and a fucking hole in my arm, you know, injury on the other. Luckily it didn't like hit any muscles or anything like that. But, uh, I was tired. Fuck, I was tired, guys. Um, I drove out to pick up the vehicle. And here's so so this is the last thing to tell you guys, right? Because I'm telling you about like sliced up my arm. I I want to say a big thank you to Crystal for fucking taking care of me and, and doing good. Like I I was so pissed off about that whole endeavor. Guys, it's a 10. If you have a fucking issue, it's a 10. It's a 10. Go in and say, uh, whatever happened happened but say that you also just hold a a Kleenex to your nose and say you have a bloody nose and then tell them your foot hurts. You will skip that line. Also tell them that it's a typo in your license. Tell them you're 80 years old. Um, Make sure you tell them that you don't work. So there's literally no urgency to get you out of there any faster whatsoever um, because that seems to be the way to to, for them to see you urgently and get you out of there as fast as possible. Um, I What a bunch of fucking pieces of shit. Um, you know, I understand that they're doing the best they can. This is not me just being angry for no reason. If you were there and you saw the people that were getting pushed through faster, um, you know, frustrating anyways. So the next day I get the bear, I, I get, I get the, I get the bear kids. It was that easy. It was so far from that easy. So the woman who was my contact for this event sent me an email telling me where to go. The address was wrong. Um, and told me who to talk to. They're going to have enough barricades for yada, yada, yada. So I go to the the first address she gave me once I finally got the vehicle. Um, the address is incorrect. So I asked the person there, hey, what's, where's the place the guy gives me the, like, this is just a, I see like a sign and, and window store and I'm like, oh, maybe they have barricades for the city. It's like in a small town called Stittsville. Maybe they just have, you know, a locker in the back where the city dumps shit, you know? No, he's like, No, no, you're looking for the city of Ottawa location. It's down the road. It's across from the lawn bowling place. This guy gave me way more information than my point of, of contact, like the whole event planner. So, um, I get there and there's no one in the building. I park in the back, big, big city of Ottawa building park, knock on the door. It says this, there's a sign. The door that says this building is closed. I'm like, are you fucking kidding me? So I call my contact again. I go, there's nobody here. She never put me in contact with her contact. This is all like, I got to go through her. I don't know if it's a fucking ego trip or what, or if you're just incredibly unprepared, but she gave me no contact information. So every time something happened, I had to contact her, the one who was so disorganized that she couldn't get anything set up properly to begin with. Um, After like you know, two hours of waiting back and forth where she's like, oh, the guy says that they're all out to lunch. They should be back soon. I'm like, what? Then, then, um, then she's like, oh, he called me. He said that there's going to be someone coming to to help you out and get you the barricades. So this is all like time I'm wasting. Keep in mind at this point, it's now like noon, one o'clock. Um, I have to get, um, all the way back across town to pick up tent rentals get them all the way back across town here and then get back across town to drop off the vehicle for five o'clock. Way too much shit for me to do in this amount of time to be just sitting here wasting time waiting for. So um, the guy sends an email um, that says, oh, it should be all the barricades have been just lined up along the side of the fence. I take a picture of the side of the fence and there's nothing there. And he goes, oh, you're on the other side. I'm like, "What?" He's like? Yeah, we have another location on the other side of the lawn bowling place you know, and the, the, the barricades are just sitting there like waiting for you. So I drive around the lawn mowing place. They never said they had two locations. She never told me they had two locations. I turn around and there's, there's barricades there. There's four, we needed 20. There was four barricades there. Like, you know, the saw horses with the V shapes at the end with four legs. So there's, there's four of those stuff sitting there and I'm like, we need 20. So I get it. and I ask one of the guys, Hey man, do you have any, um, do you guys have any more of these? I'm supposed to be picking up twenty of them. He's like, no. The email we got just said that you guys needed four. We don't have, uh, like, we don't carry a lot of them here. There's not a lot, of, a lot of location. I'm like, really? And he shows me the email from the woman. This fucking, listen, nice lady, head up her fucking ass. Okay, no attention to detail at all. Gives me the wrong address. Sends them an email says that they need four barricades when she sent me the email telling me we had fucking four intersections worth. And how many streets and names. And obviously we need two barricade per street uh, because one barricade only blocks one side of traffic. You need one for each side. So you need two barricades per street that you're stopping. So we needed 20. I did the math on all the streets that she named. We needed 20. She sent them an email that said they needed four. They showed me an email that, that she sent that said that we needed four. So she didn't have enough. I'm talking to this guy. He's calling a bunch of different offices, trying to see if he can find me the other ones. We finally find another location. Um, that's not too, too far away. So I drive there. I, I talk to the guy and he's like, yep, yeah, um, we need 20. He's like, do you have your paperwork? And I'm like, what paperwork? He's like, yeah, your, your permit, your, your like fetch, fetch request for all this stuff. I'm like, nope, they didn't send me one. And I, and I just told the guy, go look, dude, being totally honest with you, it's for a charitable event. The woman, the, the only reason I'm here is because the woman who should be providing me with all this stuff doesn't know what she's doing. Um, I told him the whole story. I'm like, you know, tell me Tuesday that they just realized that they needed these barricades. So I'm like within the span of, you know, three days, two days, I had to find a, a a van. I had to pick it up. I had to talk, you know, find you guys get, get out there to find out. She'd give me the the wrong information that they only had four. She gave them, I go. So right now, nothing against you guys, just you guys are the heroes who can bail us out. I go, I have this truck for like three more hours and I have a ton of other shit I have to do with it. I'm like, he's like, sure. No, I'll just sign you out the, the lease stuff. And he goes, now make sure you're aware that This, when you block off a street, you have to have somebody manning each barricade. It's the law. Someone has to be there manning the barricade so that cars can get through. If the city shows up, like a bylaw shows up and a street's blocked and no one's manning it, you will get a fine. And he goes, and just so you know, like your name is the one on this signing these out. So they're going to look and say who signed out the barricades for this event. And, and you will be the one to get the ticket. You know what I mean? So I was like, all right, I understand. And I appreciate that. He's like, also like, I had to go through the hassle of him. Like explain me, like, you know, if you're doing an event like this, you really should have your paperwork. And you know, you guys know that like, you you got to come here like sooner than, you know, we require more than 40. I go, listen, I am one, it's embarrassing. Cause I'm like, I am 100%, uh, in agreement with you guys. This stuff should have been sorted a very long time ago. I apologize. That was basically my role. The whole fucking, you know, week was me apologizing on behalf of all of these different, you know, hoops, I'm asking companies to jump through because my people, um, you know, every time they, they did a training or something, you know, they spent more time talking about how, how emotional everyone gets at these events. It's just people are dancing in the streets. It's just, it's the most magical thing they've ever been to in their lives. And it's just so, so inspiring and it's so emotional. People are crying and it's like, Oh my God, enough with the fucking propaganda and just get the fucking job done. Holy shit never, I've never worked with such a, such a disorganized organization. So, um, get the barricades. I sign the shit. I go to the homeowner who is an amazing individual and I, I drop off or what did I do? Sorry. I got the barricades. And I think at this point I was like, I don't have enough time to get, drop everything off at his place. Get back to the, the event place. It's got the tent. So I drove to get the tents, chucked them on top of everything. Then I drove everything to the homeowner's houses. The homeowner's name was Eric amazing, amazing, hospitable man. He, uh, not only like gave us his entire garage, cleanest garage I've ever seen, but gave us his garage to use, um, helped me unload everything. And again, with me, like being in pain again from the night before, right? Keep in mind guys, I'm, I'm doing all of this, putting out fires on two hours of sleep, having lost a shitload of blood and I'm in pain. Okay. So I'm just, I'm losing, I'm just, I'm, I'm so impatient. I'm like screaming in the van with no nuts around being super nice to Eric. Who's being super nice to me. I, I told him, dude, after the night I've had, I cannot tell you how grateful I am for your help right now, for you being so accommodating. Oh, you're the, you've been the best and easiest part of the day so far. Um, so got all the stuff back, brought the, brought the van back. Um, that was Thursday on Friday. So after having been to, to Canadian tire and party city to purchase, you know, costumes and, and things for the event, I get, you know, visible high visibility vests and stuff like that. I, uh, excuse me. I, I, uh, get another list of stuff for party city and for, and Canadian tire. So, um, again, I got to go to these places and pick up a ton of shit. I was already there. Could have picked them up then, but no, everything was last minute balls. So. I, uh, I'm starting my day going about doing on, this is all stuff I'm doing in my vehicle now. Cause we, we didn't, we don't have the truck anymore. And, uh, and then I get a panicked phone call. Oh no, the signs that were supposed to be delivered today aren't going to be delivered. They didn't know it was a holiday and we now need to get them made last minute. You know, the only print shop they can get them made at was in the heart of downtown. They go, they won't be ready until 5 PM. So if you could pick them up right when they close, uh, don't worry everybody, in case you don't know this about downtown Ottawa, um, downtown Ottawa, is the busiest place at rush hour. And every single street is no parking. Like I, sorry, not no parking, no stopping between three 30 PM and five 30 PM. So I got to go to the heart of downtown in them on a Friday during the no stopping period to go inside a building. This is not like it's a storefront where I can put my hazards on and and bylaw can see me visibly carrying things in and out. No, this is a place that's in the middle of a gigantic office complex building that I got to go in and grab shit and I'm 5 minutes between, you know, the the door to the building and the, you know, turnaround time. So plenty of time for bylaw to come and give me a ticket. Anyways, the guys at the print shop were amazing. I told them too, like, you guys, like, they told me at like four o'clock, oh, they're not gonna be ready at five. They're gonna be ready more like, you know, 5 15. Great. I'll call them. I, I gave them my info. I said, hey, guys, I'm just running around doing a million errands. And I just wanna make sure I'm not too far away from you because my errands are all over the city. But I wanna make sure I'm not too far away to be able to get to you in time. But I also don't wanna just spend the next hour sort of sitting around. They're like, no worries. We'll let you know. I go get This is not on you guys. You guys are bailing our asses out because we couldn't get our signs. Yada, 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 yada. yada. So I'm running around making all these stupid deadlines work. Finally, get the the thing. The guys at the print shop were amazing. They actually helped me carry it out. There's only three loads, but my car was already filled with shit. So I managed to get everything in the car. Um, and then I get home, walk in the front door, and there's the delivery of the other signs, the stuff that she thought wasn't coming. So all of that was for no- for nothing. Um, they wasted, you know, the the their money buying it again, wasted my time going all the way to downtown and all the stress of that just to come home and find out that the signs were delivered. Anyways, there was no need for that. Um, and, uh, yeah. And then I, I reorganized the car enough to make room for all the signs because, uh, the guy in charge, uh, was going to be at the event. This lady was not, she was busy, you know, preparing other events and stuff like that in Toronto. Um, but the the head guy who created this was going to be there. So I put everything in the car because uh he was going to be picking it up in his truck uh, you know, the next day. So um everything's packed. It's early morning. I gotta get there. I'm leaving from Crystal's place. Um Brooklyn is going to be working there, our daughter, and uh she she's gotta go there because she's part of the setup crew. She's gotta be there for nine o'clock. So I get there at 9:30. Um, thinking that they've got direction, they've had their own training that I wasn't a part of. So I'm like, they're going to, they're going to show up. They're going to be told what to do. I get there. Uh, the whole team's just sort of sitting on the curb going, we don't have anybody. Like, what do we, what do we do? And I go, what do you mean? What do we do? They're like, we just, you know, we, where are we supposed to like, what do you want us to do? And I'm like, there's nobody, you, you guys don't have a lead or anything like this. It's been told like, no, I'm like, really? Okay. So it's me, another job of, for me that they haven't told me I'm doing. So I'm like, okay, no problem. Like I, I'm, I'm, I'm like, okay, guys, all hands on deck. Uh, I guess for first things first. Like for you guys to know, like we're providing folding tables, black tablecloths, trick or treat bowls, um, and candy for the homeowners, right? And they they decorate their own yards, or whatever. Blah blah blah. So I'm like, okay, well here's the list of the homeowners we have. I go, you take this side of the street, you take that side of the street. Here's I text them the the, the list. Uh, I go start going down to these places and then do me a favor. Once someone says, yeah, I'm ready for the table, fire me back the, the, the number of the house and I will send one of the other members to that house with a table to drop in their driveway. Okay. Um, you know, and then once the table is dropped, someone texts me and say such and such delivered and we know, boom. And then we just, we started with that. I'm like the rest of you guys start hand bombing these fucking, you know, street barricades down the street. I go, but don't double them up. Like don't block off the street, just drop them, like double them up in terms of put one behind the other so that, you know, the streets got them there, but traffic can still come and go. The event doesn't start till one. Um, I was told that, um, we didn't need, I was trying to get extra work for some of our setup people because a lot of them were like set up for four hours, and then come back, you know, later to set up more. And I'm like, but if you guys want to work all day, maybe I can get you some extra money to like man a barricade. And they're like, no, no, we have, we have volunteers from Remax coming to man the barricades. Okay. Well, they got free people. They're not going to pay you guys. Totally get it. Anyways, the morning was a disaster. Uh, Crystal and my friend Jad were, were part of the, um, actual team you know what I mean? Like the, 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 the BA team to run the event. So they'd be working the, you know, uh, registration, uh, tables and stuff like that. I got the costumes for all the people. Um, we didn't know where everyone was changing cause it wasn't in the list. So I asked, um, the head guy when he finally showed up, he showed up maybe 11. So about an hour or two or sorry, two hours before we start. Um, and he's handing out the, the boxes of Kinder candy and, um, And he's like, oh yeah, like I go, where's the REMAX guys? He's like, no, they're, they're not here yet. They're coming later. Okay. Um, So the homeowners were the best. They were the ones like volunteering to like bring, bring candy to every, bring these kinder chocolates to every, you know, homeowner's table. Um, They're helping to build these, you know, accessible Halloween signs. Those signs that everyone was a panic for, both the ones that were delivered and the ones that I picked up stayed in Eric's garage the entire day. They never once came out. None of those signs came out at all, nor the pop-ups, nothing. So, uh, all that, all of it was for nothing, at least at that event. So, um, anyways, the, the, the whole thing guys was like such, um, you'd never know by the CEO guys, I'm, I'm calling him a CEO by the foundation head, whatever he is, the founders, uh, demeanor. But, um, the, the homeowners were like, so is there any other candy? And I go, I'm, I'm not sure there should be. They go, cause everyone's just getting the same boxes of Kinder. It's like all one kind of chocolate. He's like, there should be some variety. And I was like, yeah, there absolutely should be right to them. It was like, we've got Kinder candy, like these Kinder chocolates. And then for kids who can't have that, uh, we have stickers. <laughs> so a, a kid's either going to go home with a bag full of stickers or a bag full of one kind of Kinder chocolate. So The homeowner's like, yeah, we're going to, we, we're going to need some variety. We got to go out to uh, we'll go out and buy candy. I go, no, 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 none of this should be on you. I go, let me go talk to the, the, the founder, whatever. And I go, Hey man, they got an issue. Uh, I go homeowners are like starting to get in their vehicles and stuff. Cause they're going to go buy. Candy. I'm like, that, that shouldn't be on them. Uh, he's like, he's like, uh, yeah, but we can't have any other like candy. Cause Kinder's the sponsor. Like they, they want to be the only chocolate. And I was like, look, dude, I can go get Maynards like gummies. I can get Skittles, Starburst chips. I can get a lot of things that aren't chocolate to give some variety because like, how cool is this event? If you go home, you got, I got one kind of, of candy, a missionary position all day long. You know what I mean? Like variety. And he's like, oh, okay, I guess. And I go, okay, what's my budget? It's like noon guys. The event starts at one. I got to leave and go to Costco to get all the shit, bring it back, distribute it to the homeowners before the event starts. And he's like, I don't know, five, 500 good. And I was like, yeah, yeah, whatever. So I took Brooklyn with me. We went to Costco, filled up quick, got back. Like on my way there, I was like, hey, we've got an adult here uh, with disabilities, doesn't have a costume. Could you find us like a Star Wars, uh, like adult medium costume? I'm like, honestly, He's like, you know, if you can't, there might be somebody else. I go, honestly, I'm going to have to ask you to find somebody else to do it. I go, there's way too much stuff that's relying on me. And I go, Costco has kids costumes. They don't have like adult costumes. And then to be so specific over what you want. I don't have that, man. I'm so sorry. I don't have it right now. And he's like, okay, all right. Well, I, I suppose somebody else can, can figure it out. And I go, yeah, all due respect. I just don't have the time to go shopping for a costume for one person when the entire team is taking direction for me. Like I'm your foreman, I'm your director right now. And you know, as he wasn't doing it, you know what I mean? He was like, uh, where do I park my truck so that everyone can see it? You know what I mean? Like anyways, the event starts, no, no volunteers. So I can't close the streets about two hours into the event. Um, I'm noticing that, uh, oh fuck, I'm filling time quick. Yeah, anger, right? When I'm happy, it doesn't take me long to say stuff. Anyways, the event uh is, is going for two hours or more and there's still cars like driving through the area, like trying to drive through one spot together. So I closed down the ends of the streets because that's where our, our table was with our people who were checking in, checking, you know, checking in families. And because there was someone there, if they see a car, they can move the barricade. But all the side streets, there's nobody to man them. So I said, Hey man, where's your where's your Remax people? And he goes, Oh, I don't think they're coming. And I was like, well, dude, we can't, we can't, we need people manning the barricades to be able to close them. He goes, just, just close them, just close them. It's not a big deal. I go, no, I can't, I can't do that. If I close them and there's no one manning them and the city comes, it's a huge fine. There's no fine. There's no fine. It's really not a big deal, isn't it? I go, dude, I go, you need to take this seriously. I signed for it. It's my name on that. If that fine comes, guess who it comes to? I go, if, if, you know, I, anyways, He just didn't seem to care. His role that day was walking around going, hi, my name is blah, blah, blah. My family started this foundation. Are you having a great time? Do you love this? Like, like he didn't care about the safety of the kids about the roads being closed. Like he was walking up and down the street for like two hours. Um, you know what I mean? With these barricades open, didn't care. Never was never like, Hey, how come the barricades aren't closed? It wasn't until I was like, these need to be closed. Where are your people? I've been waiting for your people to close the roads. Right. There's cars coming through and he's like, well, are the cars driving fast or are they driving something Oh, Some of them are fast. Some of them are slow. They're not, but they're not really being careful. We got kids everywhere. This whole whole event's supposed to be about the kids, right? The kids are so important. Like they didn't care that, that, that the kids would have a shitty experience because there's one kind of candy as long as that sponsor was happy. You know what I mean? doesn't care that the kids might get hit by a car because like, yeah, who cares? Like, I don't really, I don't feel like paying or making sure that we have volunteers. Like this guy's priority was to walk around shaking hands. Like he was, oh, isn't it great what I made? Isn't this a beautiful event? You know? Um. So yeah, I, uh, I was really unimpressed by this. Uh, I think the homeowners cared more. The homeowners were amazing. They did a, they did a great job. Um, This event's happening six more times. Um, or sorry, it, it happened on the Sunday, the following Sunday, it happened on Saturday. Yeah. As soon as the event was over, he's like, oh, I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta, you know, throw all the stuff in, in Eric's garage and, and I gotta go, I gotta get on a flight to Halifax. Cause I gotta be there for tomorrow. You know what I mean? At the event, walk up and down the street in my suit. You know what I mean? Saying hi to everybody. I, I really was unimpressed by this individual. Um, you know, it going well, wasn't as important as him getting praised for, for the event. Um, so it was uh, it was frustrating, gang. It was really frustrating. Um, my people from my company um were like super apologetic They're, like, we're so sorry we didn't know. listen. I go, I didn't know, and I don't expect that you knew. Um they were really bad at communicating. um I said i I also like guys, I had about three thousand maybe thirty five hundred dollars in expenses, like. I had to buy all the costumes. I had to buy all the blow up machines. I had to buy all the extension cords and, and tablecloths and bowls and candy and rental trucks. And like, I spent a fuckload of my high visibility vests for all the volunteers that never showed up. Um, right. And that was one of the sponsors. Remax is one of the sponsors. Yeah. Well, your real estate people didn't show up because I guess giving up a Saturday for, you know, kids with disabilities wasn't on, you know, wasn't a value to them. I feel like this guy's like a, a real estate agent. Uh, in his hometown, you know what I mean? Like, again, he was more like, where do I park the truck and not like, Hey, how do I keep these barricades closed safely for the kids? How do we make this the most memorable experience they've ever had? You know what? Let's give them stickers or kinder. Like that's your choice. Welcome. This is my neighborhood. Um, anyways, I, guys, I, I fucking, I had a miserable time. Um, and I, I said several times to my people, I go, look, I'm, I'm a fucking class clown. I spent most of high school in the hallway You know what I mean? And when I show up at an event and I'm the voice of reason, like I'm the most responsible, attentive person, I go, I I go, we're fine. We're fucked. I go, that scares the shit out of me. We're fucked. So it was just, uh, it was a rough weekend. Um, Sunday, I don't remember what the fuck I did. I just, I didn't have anything to do Sunday. So I just relaxed. I had to wait until Monday when the city was open again to be able to rent the vehicle again. And the rental went fine, uh, putting everything back in whatever went fine. Cause I I knew where I was going, right. I wasn't waiting on people's details. So I, I had everything from before did all that yesterday, dropped it off, uh, finished a few other little side side gig things I had to do. And, um, and that was Monday yesterday. Don't know what I did. Uh, sort of took her easy again, did a lot of reporting paperwork, stuff like that. Found some new gigs, um, that I'll be doing. I'm doing a gig, uh, this weekend, for a betting company, don't even know what it is, but, uh, it'll be all day Sunday, Thanksgiving. So, um, that'll be fun. That'll be fun. I have to work with my buddy, Jad. Um, you know, it was so funny. I I was happy to have my family and my friends at this event because we could just sort of vent here and there about how fucking stupid everything was run. Like we've worked at so many events that it's like to see one that's just falling apart, you know, um, people had fun, but there was a lot of like logistics and rules and shit that nobody was following. Eric was a prince cause he stashed everything. When I showed up to pick up just the barricades and the tents, he had everything in the driveway for me because nobody had communicated with him that it was, you know, like, Oh no, that the people who dropped off the tables and chairs are coming back to pick them up. The, this, this, you know, uh founder guy is going to come with his truck and he's going to take all the stuff out of your garage. So he, like, not only did we load the truck, but we had to put everything that he had amazingly put in his driveway had to put it all back uh in his garage. And he's like when are they coming? I'm like I'm so sorry. I wasn't in contact with that other that other group. I'm like has anyone called you? He's like no. I'm like well that's great. Like they're just leaving it here. So I get a call in the middle of the afternoon after I've done all my stuff from the same woman who's got no organization um like oh uh the event company called and said that they couldn't get into the homeowner's place. I'm like yeah, they left at noon. Oh, why? I don't know. They said they had plans. But when I spoke to them Saturday, they said that, you know, I asked them when, when can I come on Monday? When's a good time? They told me when, and I did that. Um, did so-and-so ask what would be a good time? No. Did you call him and ask him when he would be home? No. Okay. Well, have a good day. You know what I mean? Like, I'm not going to sit here and say, yeah, these are all things you should have done. If you, if you've ever, this person's like, I've been doing, you know, events for 20 years. Holy fuck. It doesn't show what children's birthday parties you buy the hats and the fucking tablecloths and the, the, the cutout letters you hang on the wall. Like what events have you run where not being prepared and panicking the day before, you know what I mean? Like, I I don't know. This person means well. But like I said there every time they talk it's oh this event's so magical like people are so emotional there and another the thing she's saying oh they're so happy they're dancing in the streets and it's like oh god again like the propaganda the bullshit enough of the bullshit get to fucking work oh jeez um ah sorry about that gang sorry about that gang um yeah all right that's enough bitching that was my week guys it was it was a frustrating week it was it was a lot fucking an hour wow that was easy. That, that was easy. It was like a therapy session for me. I just sat for an hour, told to shrink everything that was pissing me off. Guys, that's the podcast, uh, coming up, uh, this week. Um, I'm going to stay disciplined with the Optifast. We got uh, Canadian Thanksgiving coming up on Monday. So a happy Thanksgiving to all of my onesies out there who will be celebrating that no matter when it is this weekend that you're celebrating it. Enjoy it. Um, I understand my American friends like Thanksgiving already. Yeah. It gets colder up here faster. So we would have to harvest faster. Yours is in November. Um, so happy Thanksgiving to you guys. Um, I'm going to plug the fact that I'm headlining absolute comedy in Toronto, October 11th through 16th. So that's starting Tuesday, uh, the 11th. Um, definitely, uh, check it out. AbsoluteComedy.ca If you want to buy tickets online, I would love to see all my Toronto peeps and any of my onesies out there. Uh, I always love seeing you come and see how much weight I've kind of lost <laughs> over the last month. Um, yeah, it's been about a month since I started Optifast. It's the fifth today. And I started on the seventh, um, and I'm down about 25 pounds. I was a pound a day until I started, you know, doing a regular cheat. So that's why I want to go back to just the shakes and being a good bitch. Um, but I got some other stuff coming up. Um, yeah, that was, that was the week guys. I'd love to hear from you. Contact at onemanpodcast.com. Anything you want to talk about, anything you want to send me, you know, the deal, send it in. I'll read it. Um, But until then, guys, uh, thanks for listening to me bitching about a a real rough week. Um, I'm still, my ankle is still sore. My wrist is still cut up. My other wrist still fucking hurts. I took one stitch out here. Let me take this bandage off. I want to see, I want to see how we're doing here. Um, oh, well, I can't seem to get it. Can't seem to get a finger underneath it. All right. So it it is what it is. You know, next week I'll let you guys know how my, uh, my stab wound is healing. Didn't hurt as much. I thought, I thought getting stabbed would hurt a lot more. Didn't, didn't hurt. Uh, doesn't hurt as much as a cut guys. Doesn't hurt as much as a cut. So, um, you guys have a great week. Um, enjoy your Thanksgiving and I look forward to chatting with you again soon.